in a world where every problem solution is a bomb. Today on Press B to Cancel. Do we want to go and invoke the uh, the oldest joke now that apparently is now a uh, retro joke by doing mouth noises? No, no. We look, we're <laughs> transcending <laughs> no, old we're trends and jokes. We've no longer beaten the dead horse because it's buried in the ground. We don't need to do the mouth sound joke. People don't want to hear that crap. Now we can just jump and down on the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what happens. I hope after I'm in the ground. You guys show up at my gravesite and just make mouth noises. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think I say stomping on the ground. But the, okay, yes. Either way, I will make mouth sounds at your grave. Well, now it's sad. Now I'm sad. <laughs> I'm blue because you hate mouth noises. That's true, but, but for your memory, I would do it. That means a lot. Hey, Wolf, did you did you say the Michael Bay or the the bomb thing? Because it never mind. Go ahead and just cut that joke out. It would have been so good. See what happens when we start recording over again after we've already started? No. Why Michael Bay? Yeah, because it's into the ether now. That's why you don't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What I was trying to say, we can put it in edit here. This is fine. Uh, Did you say that that movie trailer voice about Bomberman because Michael Bay's solution to everything is just blow it up? No, but that is actually genius. I kind of wish I had. I'm not that I'm not that clever. I just had an idea and went with it. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are in a predicament. Let's throw in an explosion. <laughs> GP has a favorite toy line from his childhood. Let's fuck that up too. Yep. Oh, Transformers or Ninja Turtles? Either way explodes. I forgot he did Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> we we try and all drive that memory from our brains. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for ripping open that particular wound. <laughs> So yeah, Bomberman, sorry. I'll let you go. Yes. So today we're talking about Bomberman. No specific entry because this is a franchise that is much too big to talk about any more entries than just what we've played. And chances are everybody's kind of played different ones. But how different is Bomberman really aside from, you know, adding a few features, subtracting a few features? Sometimes they were a good idea. Sometimes they were a bad idea. But overall, if you've played Bomberman... You, you've kind of played Bomberman. I don't even know which ones I've, I've played anymore. Did you even realize how, how vast this thing is? It's not even a franchise. It's yeah. a freaking institution. Like, this puts Mario yeah, so caliber to shame. I knew, I knew there were a lot of them, because even back in the day, what, I think TurboGrafx-16 had entries called, like, Bomberman 93, yep. Bomberman 94. They're good, too. Bomberman- <laughs> They are, and I think 94 was the introduction to a side character, Um, so I guess we can just dive in right there. Um, The mounts, Louie. Oh, like the the kangaroo. Kangaroo thing, the multicolored kangaroo things. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I (laughs) I find it interesting that that's where that started, since those kind of removed other power-ups that were in previous or, you know, earlier released Bomberman games. 
Right. And so for those who don't know, like we should maybe just, you know, for the <laughs> one person who doesn't know what Bomberman is, lay out the base mechanics. Yeah. Um, essentially, you're in a major grid-like space. I'm not sure how many tiles it is because it, it kind of changes a little from game to game. It's a big grid where there's pegs every other space that you cannot destroy. But you can lay bombs to sort of blast through the aisles that there are, the the rows and columns that are available to go through that are either filled with enemies, other players, bricks or rocks or whatever is destroyable on that particularly themed level and expand your play area and in multiplayer try to reach the other players and blow them up with your bombs. Right. So it's it's a puzzle game. Yeah, it's 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 Tetris with bombs. Oh, God. Like I said. Oh baby. You know, you've you've heard the phrase where when your only tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. This just changes it to a bomb. I don't I don't know what the what you'd be trying to blow up with a bomb other than everything, but Yeah, no, I, I, I like that metaphor. That was well said. <laughs> and like I guess to go back to the uh Bomberman ninety four, so the power ups that historically are in the game are like extending that plus shaped flame you got. Uh, walking on bombs, walking on walls, uh, remote bombs, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think also how many bombs you can lay at once. Yes. I think that was another one. Because that's the thing with Barman. It's always very tactical, right? Yeah. Some games also have speed ups. So <laughs> for the longest time, and by the longest time, I mean from when I first learned of Bomberman, which was really Super Bomberman, and sort of delved into it and discovered that there were earlier entries. Until today, I thought Bomberman for the NES was the earliest entry in the Bomberman franchise. Same. Now, first off, let's talk about the scope of the Bomberman franchise. There are over 70 entries (laughs) (laughs) in the Bomberman game-verse, if you will. It's almost as many uh, Halloween titles as they have in in movies. It's catching up. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to try to stay on topic. I promise you guys that. But I have to tell you, I've been spending the day painting my office where my computer is. And during the recording time, I've had to close my door. So now it's just me, the microphone, and a whole lot of paint fumes. So I apologize in advance, everybody. But yes, let's let's keep going. (laughs) Yeah, there's over 70 entries, and I thought the first one was Bomberman 1. However, that's not the case. There was an earlier Bomberman, so that 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 one that we all know of as the first Bomberman was released in 1985 in Japan, 1987 okay. in the West. Uh, the earlier one, I cannot remember what the Japanese name was. However, it translates literally to Bomberman. But when it was brought <laughs> to the West... It was called Eric and the Floaters? Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a bad, like, ska name. Right? Like, blank right? and the blank. Yeah, Eric and the Floaters. It's brilliant. Which is, it's such a bizarre... I want to know who named that game. 
and what their thought process was at the time. Well, so if you look at the early screenshots, because that was the version of the game that was on um, the MSX 68000, which is very popular in Japan, and then ZX Spectrum. Yeah, the MSX, PC-88, ZX Spectrum. um, I think it was also on Commodore 64. Probably, yeah. So there's a lot of crossover between those computer platforms. But if you look at the icon, the sprite is different than the classic barman we're used to. If you want me to explain them, what he looks like. Well, yeah, please do. But that's also a plot detail, if I remember. So, yeah, go ahead and talk about right. how he looks. So in Barman Japan or Eric and the Floaters, it's basically instead of a robot with an antenna, it's a typical dude with a pork pie hat, like looks like a sweater vest and suspenders. <laughs> that's your main guy. And to me, that screams Eric. And he's fighting balloons. <laughs> so it's Eric and the Floaters. I, I think it's yeah, genius. Yeah, he definitely looks like common era hipster, but in early 80s form. It's pretty dope. It's like in 1983, they got a glimpse of hipsters from the mid 2000s. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, they bomb stuff. Mid 2000s, <laughs> all about the bombing. <laughs> They'd blow up balloons with bombs. Sure. That makes sense. But okay. So in the original one, he's a human, but in the later versions, and I, I don't remember if it was because of like censorship or whatever, but they changed him to a robot. Is that right? I would imagine it has to do with the licensing okay. for Nintendo. The the research that I was looking into, because I'll admit I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the series. I don't have any, hatred or ill will toward it but it's never been really on my radar outside of whenever i go to the safeway in dodge city kansas uh but i'll get to that and so i I was doing research and they changed it to Bomberman and put him into like a robot outfit and the plot now is you're bombing your way from the basement level of like this lab trying to get to the surface so then you can be turned into a real boy or like a human right yes Human. And at the end of it, they mention, like, congratulations, con- you you know, you have become <laughs> a runner. Uh, you'll probably see this character in another franchise. So do you guys know about that ending? No. Yeah, the Japanese version was even more straightforward, where it's like, congratulations, you've won. Yeah. You are now the runner. And yeah, so you're right. It's a prequel to yeah. Load Runner. Yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the I property there, the characters or whatever, were just ported over to to Bomberman, and they they did it kind of like as this loose mm-hmm. prequel, and they only ever mention it in the first one. The, the, the main sprite of Bomberman was pulled from Load Runner, so it's the same same sprite exactly. Yeah. Huh. You didn't know that, Wolf? That's wild. No, I've never played a Load Runner game. Really? They're good. Yeah. Good, yeah. So you, my memory of it is the as a kid, that one friend who would have the multi cart with fifty games on one cartridge, mm-hmm. and it was always the early Nintendo titles, right? So Load Runner, Bomberman were always like on that cart. Look at that! It is Bomberman. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> right. So he didn't get to become a real boy. Well, he did. He just became the runner from Load Runner. Yeah. Load Runner is <laughs> like the future. But he looks identical. So can you imagine like? Essentially, Mario beats Bowser, and the game is like, "Congratulations, you are now Samus." Like that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the same same energy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I I just didn't realize 
how much lore there was in a lot of these Barman games. Right. Like, well, if you mentioned Barman for the Super Nintendo, I didn't realize there's five mainland Barman games on Super Nintendo, and they all got plot. I know of Super Bomberman 1 through 3. <laughs> it went all the way up to 5, actually. <laughs> it went all the way up to... Holy crap. That's just, and that's not... We're not that even talking spinoffs. Forget spinoffs. Just mainland... Yeah, just Super Bomberman yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Then they're all different. Dang. It's like Bomberman 93, 94 from uh, TG16 there. There were changes between mm-hmm. 93 and 94, but they're very similar games. Bomberman 1 through 5 different plots different graphics i think than the third one radically different graphics going to a simpler style but they're all quite different it's interesting this is so many of these games i'll say for the most part there's actually pretty well thought out single player campaigns for the entries that have a single player campaign or rather a story mode yeah. i should say because it's not always single player i know in super Bomberman one and two it was you could play two players going through the story and you know usually end up killing each other and pissed at each other and then you're not friends anymore by the end of the day but <laughs> well Bomberman was a great equalizer for friendships it was like the it was the first divorce game before there was you know Mary Party <laughs> it's the overcooked of its time it's true that's the new one <laughs> but yeah I I just I can't believe just how many entries there are and Thinking back on it, that's it's just absurd that there's over 70 entries, Gosh. given that the game is not even 40 years old. That's actually a really good point. That's, you know, what, one and a third games per year that they're releasing for a. <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah. It's basically a Bomberman every nine months. And. It's been a huge Bomberman drought for the last few years, so... Wow. <laughs> it's basically two Bomberman games a year for a while. Wow. They're just shitting them out, man. Yeah. What was the last one? Well, no, wait. No, there was one recently. The Switch had one. Bomberman R. I have not bought it, though. Okay, so... Here's the thing about recent. There's Super Bomberman R for the, the Switch. It's on Steam. It's on a few platforms. And apparently it's total garbage. <laughs> okay. And so Konami was like, all right, let's do something different. Let's make it a battle royale. I like it. So now there's Super Bomberman R Online. Or is it Super Bomberman Online R? I don't remember. It's one of those. Mm -hmm. So it's the same engine. All they did was pare the game down to an up to 64 player experience. (laughs) That's cool. What? It has none of the other modes that like they as far as the game modes, they're like, yeah, we we pared it down to simpler to to simpler mechanics mm. when it was already con- considered, you know, an underdeveloped title. Yeah, I, I feel like they kind of started losing their quality around Bomberman 47. <laughs> I think up until then it was good. But you said it was Kon- Konami. I thought it was Hudson. It was Hudson. Konami owns it now because Hudson went over and went under in 2012, 2013, something like that. It's been a while. 2001. I thought it's when they like, got bought out. No. Okay. I could be wrong. When? I think it was 2001 when Konami bought Hudson and then they, they later fo- folded um, Hudson in the US. But Konami bought them in mm. the turn of the century. Okay. Okay. I did not know that. 
And like Konami is famous, especially recently, for doing jack all with their IPs, except for mobile games as cash grabs and pachinko. <laughs> and yeah, right? I was gonna say casino games. Every time I go to the casino, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to put in the Konami code. <laughs> for the Super Bomberman Online R, here's the best part. It's planned for release on Switch, PC, uh, PlayStation, and Xbox, right? Okay. However, right now it is exclusive to Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> it came out late last year exclusively for Stadia. That's a power move. Is there even 64 people playing Stadia? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a comment and I have a question. First off, that is the ultimate, like, I don't need you from Konami. It's like, you find us. We'll be at Stadia. Okay, so the follow-up question, what is Stadia? <laughs> Jake, you want to... You wanna, yeah, sure. So you want to feel this one? The big thing with... Uh, the big trend now is game streaming, mm-hmm. right? The ability to stream gameplays hosted somewhere else to your machine. Uh, and one company that does a lot of infra is Google. So Google's like, we're Google. We can make a streaming machine. So they actually released uh, Stadia, which is a... works on an um, Android stick whatever they call it, Chrome, Chromecast, or you can get a standalone, standalone device. Uh, it's streaming. You don't own the games, but you can buy them online through Stadia and stream them from Stadia to your TV. Oh. And uh, it's famously bad when you have a world where Xbox Game Pass lets you do streaming as part of a monthly fee, whatever you want in their library. Mm-hmm. Stadia's like, no, you pay full price for these games. And uh, if we happen to go under, yeah, you don't get them. Yes. Yeah, st- okay. Stadia. St- uh, yeah. Sure. I knew Stadia. I thought you were saying S- Stordia. So I didn't know what Stordia was. But yeah. Sure. I know what Stadia <laughs> oh, is. Oh, st- Stadia. As a professional game streamer, I know what that was. We're all professionals here. I'm Press B. <laughs> I'm, I had that thought of like, who? How many people are actually playing Stadia? Because I guarantee there's not 64 people playing Bomberman Online R on Stadia right now. Did they yeah. did they Justice League that where they brought in Joss Whedon to purposely torpedo an otherwise brilliant <laughs> film, and they go, you know what, Bomberman, 70 episodes is, is enough. Let's put him. Let's make this game, and then let's just put it where nobody will find it and call it a flop. But I see you, I see you, Joss Whedon. It also makes me wonder how much Google paid Konami. Oh yeah for the exclusivity on that because by the time it hits other platforms nobody's gonna care had it hit all the platforms at once it might have had some fanfare some excitement Mm -hmm. you know but i feel like if it's a year exclusivity by the time it comes out on everything else everybody's gonna be like what why well it's because no thanks a year from then there's gonna be three new Bomberman. i mean (laughs) just just going by the numbers and i yeah if it were still hudson yes sure but seeing as Konami's at the wheel on this now entirely, I don't foresee such things. I'm trying to say my, my experience with Bomberman is kind of limited to whatever the arcade version was that they had at the Safeway grocery store in Dodge City, Kansas growing up. And then I remember seeing uh, the NES as a kid, the NES cartridge, and thinking this looks dope because there's like explosions in the background you have this kind of like sleek but muscular looking robot coming at you out of the explosions. Look really cool. And then you, you turn it on and you play and it doesn't look like that at all. And now they've kind of turned the characters into like a, a proto Among Us looking cutesy character. That would be a cool little plushie. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, he was plushies 
He's a popular character, I think, in Japan. Yeah, I, I would believe it. He looks incredibly, like, snuggleable. And I am a snuggler, <laughs> without a doubt. But I remember kind of, like, looking back, when they did the graphic art for the, the cover of that game, they sure made it look like something else. And that never sat well with me. Anybody else picking up on that? For the NES yeah, yeah, game? Yeah. Let me go back and look at this yeah, let me artwork see. Yeah. again. Go do that. Let me check my mind palace. Sure, sure, sure. I can't type at an angle. <laughs> <laughs> Are you laying down? Oh, Bomb yeah. Bomberman and RD Volt. That... Thank you, Google. That's not the word at all. Bomberman's looking very Samus-y. Yes, very Samus, right? That's exactly. And then, yeah, you kind of look at him now. And I, I stick by what I said about he looks like the proto version of Among Us. Like he would be an unlockable character. Um, but apparently also, this is something I had found in the research, part of his sprite development, like with the enlarged head and stuff, came from one of the many Bomberman games was supposed to actually be uh, a sequel to Bonk's Adventure. Yes, that was a N64 one, Yes, right? this one where he could jump. And they said that, yeah. that probably the video that I watched said probably the reason why he can jump in this one and no other ones was because this game was originally meant to be uh, Bonk's Adventure. Or Bonk 64. <laughs> so I found that to be interesting. So, wow. If you like the cover of NES Barman and you, and you want to play a game looking like that, I just posted a link in uh, our Discord. Basically look at, uh, for the people listening, Barman Act Zero, released for the Xbox 360, which is a gritty reboot style of Barman. But see, that's... Have you guys seen this? Oh, I think that's the one I was saying. I remember that. That one's for 360. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the one I was saying earlier. Like, that's the only other one where they make the load runner <clears throat> connection. It was the original or the first one, and then that one where you're like, you start at the bottom of this lab and you're trying to make your way up to the, the top floor to become a human. And I think right. at some point there's some dialogue or something that uh, alludes to the load runner connection. Yeah, it's definitely, you're right. This yeah. is definitely a tie into load, load runner. But that, that game looks awesome. I, I haven't played it yet, but it's, it looks really cool. I don't have an Xbox 360. Now that... Act Zero is Michael Bay's Bomberman. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> is Megan Fox in it? <laughs> That's one way for it to bomb. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> we've, we've all seen her movies. It's fine. It's fine. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you were saying earlier about uh, Bomberman on Stadia, how it's, if they released it on everything, it might have had a chance. I think you're right. I've actually, when you said Battle Royale, Royale, I'm like, no. And then he said 64 players of Bomberman at the same time. There's a trend for that right now. Tetris 99 is insanely popular for Nintendo. And Mario 35, well-received for the five weeks Nintendo let us play it. But um, as of this recording, Pac-Man 99 just came out. And it's the whole idea of playing these old classic games, but with 100 other players. Mm -hmm. It's actually really fun if they do the mechanics right. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what Barman's like. I feel like just before Christmas, it would have been a perfect time yes. to get everybody excited about Bomberman again with a Bomberman Battle Royale. Because people are digging on these retro Battle Royales, like you said. They're dope. They're absolutely awesome. By the time it comes out next year, people are going to look it up and be like, this game's a year old. Never mind. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> they aren't even gonna know that it just came out for their platform they're just gonna see oh it's from a year ago how did i miss it never mind no thanks yeah 
I mean, it's entirely possible that it might not have made it, and maybe Google paid them enough money to where it's making more than it would have the other way, but it's hard to say. At the same time, I mean, given Pac-Man 99, Tetris 99, Mario 35, these games are essentially free with your subscription to Nintendo Online, so it might not have been able to compete. I don't know what the price point is supposed to be for this, because I guess if you're playing stadia you have free access to it i can't tell i wonder how much was it costing to how much was this on nintendo switch was it a full price game the 60 dollars? the game was initially 40 bucks i believe okay at least at least there's that because whenever they, the games like this are on nintendo if it was first party it'd be the full 60 dollar u.s price which is crazy but if it was more of a budget title i could see it being released on xbox game pass where microsoft pays quite a bit to uh, companies to give up Basically, making the game free, right? Cyber Shadow, we talked about earlier, was free on Game Pass. So whatever money they paid him must have been good. I'd imagine it'd be the same for Bomberman if they released it, like, next year. Yeah, Cyber Shadow was published through Yacht Club, right? Right, but Xbox paid the money to have it free. Game Pass seems to have a thing going, I think, with Team 17 as well. Oh, okay. So, I don't know, like, maybe they're just doing it with smaller publishers? Right. I, I also don't know if Konami would jump on I I don't know if Microsoft would pay Konami enough to jump on that. I also don't know if Microsoft, at this point especially, would see the return <laughs> <laughs> on giving them the money for it, you know? I mean, there's a good chance that Google overpaid for Bomberman. Yeah, they, they definitely overpaid. I, that's another thing about the Stadia is, isn't it notoriously kind of laggy? Yeah, it's not good. It's <laughs> not a good system. That's not what you want in a 64-player game where it's twitchy controls Yeah, is to not be timed correctly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever played a, a Bomberman game online before. If all the characters have the same lag, then it's kind of the great equalizer, right? <laughs> yeah. So digging into the history a little bit, there was Bomberman... I think the first online Bomberman was... Some people make the argument that it's Bomberman Online for Dreamcast, I think it was. I think I remember that one. However, um, and, and broadly, that's true. But on a more limited scope, Saturn Bomberman was online multiplayer. That was online? It, it was <laughs> via Sega's Netlink. However, it was literally, you could only have two consoles playing together. So it was up to four players, two per, two people per console. It's not as broadly online as what we expect games to be these days. Right. Instead, it was that. But it was online. Bomberman Online, I think... I couldn't find information on how many players it was. Um, but it didn't seem like it lasted very long. The servers were down by late 2003. Well, I mean, Dreamcast did not last long. <laughs> That's the thing, right? That's true. Which is just another bummer, like <laughs> Bummer man. <laughs> they they keep a lot of these like after two thousand, a lot of these Bomberman games were kind of dropped really under the radar or maybe put on the wrong platform or something like that. And then just didn't really pan out. I think there was a Bomberman game on the Xbox three sixty that was released as an Xbox Live Arcade game. Yep. I played that. And 
I think the servers didn't last too long on that one either. It's a shame because multiplayer Bomberman, like not necessarily the online, but I played the local <laughs> multiplayer. It was the king of couch co-op. Or oh yeah, right? pardon the pun, but it was a blast. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> I think I've played five-player Bomberman in the past. Oh, with the uh, multi-tap. Yeah, and then on Saturn Bomberman, because it was up to 10 players if you had two multi-taps, it didn't have multi-taps, but I would set up 10-player games with me versus the CPU, and it was wild. Yeah, see, I'd love to play that. It was a lot of fun, it was a huge mess, and sometimes you could lose track of yourself in a bad way, and hopefully you didn't die in that time. But it was still, it was so much fun, it was a really good entry I, I kind of wish they'd basically just port Saturn Bomberman to Steam and be done with it, you know? Is there a current PC version of Bomberman? Bomberman R. <laughs> Is it real? Oh, well, right. <laughs> yeah, it's on Steam. Okay. What's its rating? Online is supposed <laughs> to be eventually, I don't know, not good, probably. I've not read any good reviews about Bomberman Online except for, or Bomberman R, except at one point when it was like $10. 60 bucks. Oh, wow. That's Canadian. So it's 40 60 for you guys. On? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Sorry. Sorry. Let's step back for a second, though. Like, let me be devil's advocate here because I'm hearing a lot of not hate toward Bomberman, but kind of think about not just the sheer volume of, of output for the, the franchise, but also the number of platforms across which it, it exists. To me, what that says is here is a fluid or you know consular fluid uh character that is kind of like deadpool and that he could pop up anywhere and not really be out of place you know what i mean i think in fact bomberman believes in the possibility and the potential of each and every one of these consoles dreamcast coming out from sega hey you know what bud i believe in you i think you're going to be the next big thing let me put a game on you stadia Yes, let's do that. You might make it big. I would love to to throw my my franchise weight behind you. You can do it, big guy. And yeah, I think I think really in the end, Bomberman needs to be uh, viewed as kind of this uh, beloved character. You know, you can't put Mario on a on a Sega game. Now they have brought uh, Sonic over to the Nintendo. Guys, these paint fumes are really getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think Bomberman is like, here's an opportunity. Let's let's throw our weight behind it because it's a non. I don't want to say offensive, but it's like a very nondescript character and franchise, right? Where it seems very harmless. You know what it is, uh, and and I think that's you know if you're going to start up a new console, one of the first things you need to say is how and when can we get Bomberman to legitimize that we exist. You, you know, Bomberman is a character that can with anything there you go right um you know he's in a fighting game <laughs> alongside optus prime <laughs> what i'm not i'm not kidding there's a there's a japanese only i believe it was released i think it was playstation 2 i could be wrong but it was a fighting game and, and barman was one of the characters in that fighting game it was like a smash brothers style fighting game and optus prime is also a character in it sure i swear i saw this on youtube half an huh. hour ago that's awesome i did not know that yeah that's pretty so wild. See, there you go. He again. I think the Deadpool thing, other you know, doesn't have all the sex and violence, but 
uh, he can pop up anywhere and you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Bomberman. He's supposed to be here because why not? Remix TV World Fighters. That's the name of the game. It's a mashup fighter. That's awesome. No wonder it didn't come west. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we like our fighters with Daytona cars in them. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's just because Sega was willing to bring that kind of wacky stuff to the, the west. I'm okay with that. Fighters Mega Mix was fun. Don't knock it. No, I, I like it too. It's fun. One of, one of the videos that I watched uh, in preparation for tonight was, you know, one of the evolution videos of Bomberman. And the moment, because my attention was on that, listening to that, well, it was on a TV that was not facing toward me and I was doing my dishes. But the moment the, the one that uh, they, they put on the Sega came on, you could just tell from the soundtrack that, yeah, that's, that's the Genesis, man. Oh, dude, I love the Genesis <laughs> sound. It, it's, you're right, distinctive as all yeah. hell. There's a Barman on Genesis. It's um, not quite a port of Barman 94 from Turtle Graphics, I, I think. There's some stuff missing or added. But it's a solid, solid game. I played that one with friends. When I was a teenager, that was the barman we played multiplayer, Barman on the Genesis. And it had the Louis and the power-ups there as well. Had fun single player, had multiple characters in multiplayer, tons of maps. That was a solid yeah, game. I believe it. I believe it. That's one I've never seen in person. Did you ever play the Turbo Graphics ones? Um I believe I did via emulation. Right probably about 15 years ago, but the only ones I ever saw really at the video stores were the Super Nintendo ones. I want to say Super Bomberman was the one that they would rent out with the multi-tap because that's the yeah. one that came with a multi-tap. And so we would rent that so we could play three or four players with our friend group. But yeah, they had two we'd rent sometimes and I don't think I ever saw any beyond that at our video store. I have not directly played the original Bomberman on the NES. What? I have, however, for PlayStation, uh, Bomberman Party Edition, which is also, it's it's got a big multiplayer mode that makes use of the multi-tap, so you can do up to four or five players on, on that one. But it also has the original campaign mode from the NES game, and you can play it either with the NES graphics or the updated graphics. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. I like when they do that. Yeah. So that one, it's a solid game. It's its still kind of fun to go back and play the original Bomberman with its archaic physics and everything. I want to try Eric and the Floaters. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm, I'm here for Bomberman, but yeah. With its, its blasts that... That one was weird because it actually could split the blast and keep going up the, yeah. the pathway. I was going to say, because like, you're right. And every other Bomberman game or 2D one anyway, it's that plus shape. And if you didn't put put the bomb right in the middle, it would block the flames, but not in the original. Yeah, and I think most of them don't let you place it halfway. I think it's limited to tile placement and that's it. Okay. I don't think... Some of them I think let you okay. do the halfway, but I think most of them don't. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it was kind of wild that that happened. Again, I would like to bring back up the uh, Deadpool analogy. I'm going to inform you guys of two particular entries that I have played and are pretty fun. And they're non-standard Bomberman games. So, firstly, there is Bomberman wow. Tournament for the GBA. I highly recommend this one. 
if you like Bomberman, Zelda, and Pokemon, <laughs> this is the Bomberman for you. <laughs> is Optimus Prime in this one too? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't get that far, but I probably put a good six to eight hours into it before putting it down. It was it was a lot of fun. It's got some <laughs> RPG elements going on, big explorable world. It's pretty cool. It's very strange to play a Bomberman game in a more Zelda-like built world kind of style. So that one was a lot of fun. Is it still the same combat? Like dropping a bomb, plus-shaped fires? Yep. But Zelda world. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That actually sounds really cool. <laughs> I'd love, I have to look this one up. That sounds... It's, weird. it's pretty neat. I, I dug on it. Now, here's one that gets really weird. There's one that I have for the Sega Saturn that's imported because it never came to the West, so it's Japanese, called Bomberman Wars. Now, this is Bomberman if it were fused with Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> it's got classes. It's tile-based tactical RPG it's got the the same sort of map style where there's the blocks that prevent from being exploded and you can only move so far per turn and the bombs go off like they have a little counter on them how many turns until they go off. It's it's wild. And the different classes have different special abilities making it so you can set off bombs early or punch the bombs, kick the bombs, do various things to the bombs. They blow up differently, whatever. It's... <laughs> I I I have to look it up and see if there was ever an English patch for it because in all Japanese it's rather unplayable for me. Right. I'd love to try that. Saturn was such a, a quirky machine for stuff like this. And that just sounds It really awesome. was. Like Bomberman <laughs> and a tactical RPG. Like who the hell puts those two those two things together? Right. That's why I bought it. Because at the time I loved <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics. And I was like, all right, Saturn, Bomberman. Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm in. I'm sold. Give me... Take my money. Shut up. <laughs> That's wild. There's a, a kart so racer, too, wasn't there? I think there was. There is. I learned about that today. Yeah. When I was looking up entries that uh, Louie was in, he was in the racing game. Is he one of the carts? That'd be funny. <laughs> I think he drives a cart. What? That's not legal. Well, <laughs> maybe Texas. I don't, I don't know. Did did they give Rush his own cart in the Mega Man racer that they did? That seems... He should just be the racer, right? He shouldn't actually be the driver. I've not played... What was that? Rockman Dash? Something like that, yeah. Which I, I'd be more shocked about the Bomberman racer entry, but... They, I feel like they do that with a lot of titles. Uh, they did that with um, Power Rangers for some reason. Hold on. What? Made no what? sense. There's, yeah. Hold on. There's a Mega Man kart racer. There's a Power Rangers kart racer. There is. And it's it's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the actual Power Rangers. And to the best of my ability, or to the best of my memories, I feel like it was for Super Nintendo, and it basically looked like the original Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, but it didn't have like any weapons that you could throw and really no power-ups. It was just character skins that were the Power Rangers and I think they were the Zero, Zeo, Zeo Rangers and you could race around as them and I, I don't really remember why. 
That's bizarre. Oh my god, it actually does look straight up Mario Kart. Oh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't fool about that. That's It's <laughs> <laughs> It's straight up Mario Kart, but there's different vehicles instead of different drivers. Yeah. Wild. Like Bomberman, Bomber Kart makes sense to me because Bomberman, like a kart racer, the major thing is the racing with the weapons. And Bomberman is literally just bombs. So that makes sense to me. The other games, that seems weird. Yeah. But I, I love it. I love that so many things can be ported to nonsensical racers. Yeah, Bomberman Kart was PS2, it looks like. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I actually kind of want to try it, I, but I love kart racers. Sure. What's not to love? And I agree. And I, I think, you know, kind of like the tactical uh, RPG, the racer, after so long and so many entries, they kind of do have to say, how can we how can we make, make this money. fresh? Yes. <laughs> I was trying to, again, I, I'm, I'm wanting to give Bomberman the benefit of the doubt on these. Like, how can we, how can we make him, you know, how can we change it up? But, you know, it's a bit much. It's a bit of a stretch. Konami's sitting in the, the, the sacred room discussing plot details and how they want to move the franchise forward. And one guy just lifts his head up, weary, 3 a.m., Nobody can think of an idea. He says, I got one. Pachinko. Barman Pachinko. <laughs> and they just throw the papers in the air. They all get rich. Or at least, you know, Konami thinks they got rich. <laughs> so it looks like Konami has tried to pull the uh, the hot anime waifu move on Bomberman as well. Sure. There's an entry called Bomber Girl from 2018. Oh, there you go. Uh, and it's an arcade game. So, you you know, you got to pay for your play. It's not a home game. It's just arcades. <laughs> and then apparently, as of the writing of this Wikipedia article, there was a Windows version planned where users are charged per play because we all know how well that goes over. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a great when idea. You charge PC gla- PC gamers per play it never works out so it sounds like konami either got bored which is likely or realized the misstep with that one well i'm just looking at a cover of this game how the hell this end up on the switch right he's that's which a one? waifu bomber, bomber girl like instead of the antenna it's a oh, ponytail it's not on switch no no it's an arcade game weird nintendo life is reporting on it from 2017 Weird. Yeah, it's it's literally uh, it it only came out in arcades late 2018, and it still says TBA for Windows. But here's what I'm saying: Why is it a franchise like Bomberman can get 70 entries that are, for the most part, uh, very similar to the classic awesome genre that made it popular, and I can't get a decent Battletoads sequel? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we should be at least on Battletoads 35. After all this time. Also consider, like, there's so many Bomberman games that Hudson was like, all right, we got to relabel some of these. Mm -hmm. So, like, for the Game Boy, there's Blaster Master Boy. Yep. So it's it's all dressed up like it's supposed to be Blaster Master, but every single sprite except for the main character is the same as it was in the Japanese entry, which was a Bomberman game. Yeah, it's bizarre. There was also, um, I think it was Game Boy, had Wario Blast featuring Bomberman. So, Bomberman was oh, Wario. Right. So, yeah. 
So that's what I'm saying. That whole thing about mouth noises and beating a dead horse that we were saying earlier, like that actually was a pretty apt thing for this episode (laughs) because that's kind of exactly what Bomberman is as a franchise. Am I wrong? So you're telling me after 75 episodes of mouth noises that we can flip this business into a pachinko operation and make a killing. I'm saying 40 years. We need 40 years of mouth noises. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Take a lot of beaver buzz to get us through that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, was, this was a fun little exploration of what Bomberman has been, for sure. Yeah, I love these kind of episodes where it's a discussion about something I don't know about and I can do a bit of research. I love having my own opinions, but not being able to have an opinion because I don't know anything about something is so much more fun because then I can listen to people who do have opinions and learn more. I will likely go back and try some early entries into Bomberman and maybe even Bomber Girl. haven't decided. <laughs> and uh, I know I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Well, it's also there's so many entries in the Bomberman universe at this point that you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who hasn't played at least one of them for five minutes, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it exists, but if you're a gamer and you've been a gamer for a long time, chances are you've at least touched a Bomberman game. Yeah. Not necessarily the same ones I have, but you probably played one and that's kind of cool. Is is Bomberman secretly kind of like the band Rush, where <laughs> deep down everybody knows Rush and has a Rush story, but there's such a volume of, uh, you know, a catalog of it where nobody really comes in at the exact same point? Is that what Bomberman is? Maybe. Maybe. That's okay. about right. Can I tell you about my, uh, my favorite Bomberman game? Yes. Tell me yeah, everything. Yeah, let's hear it. So, like, I mean, I played the original on those bootleg carts, like a lot of people. And I kind of just, not for a long time that I pick it up again, but I used to go to an arcade and mm-hmm. there's several Bomberman arcade games, but the one on the Neo Geo is the one I played the most. Have you guys played that one at all? I don't think so. Okay. If, if you play a Bomberman game at all after this episode, go play the Neo Geo one. It's fantastic. The art style looks great and still holds up like really great detailed cartoon pixel art, but Neo Geo always looked good. There is a four-player battle mode if you wanted to in arcades, but it has a single-player or a, a two players can do it as well campaign, and screen-filling bosses, really cool gimmicks, loads of power-ups, mounts, the whole nine yards. And as far as arcade game arcade games go, not as difficult as other games. I dumped loads of money into Barman uh, on the Neo Geo machines over the years, and that was like one of my favorite entries in the franchise. Interesting. Mm, okay. I had no idea before today that there were arcade games for in the Bomberman franchise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It always just seemed like a game that's too easy to die for them to be willing to charge a quarter for it, but I guess they weren't. <laughs> Arcade's not going out for the quick cash grab? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I didn't really speed run Bomberman so much as I speed ran that quarter. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a better return on the money for arcade cabinets when, you know, a, a round of a fighting game, if it's really lopsided, you probably got like 30 seconds before you've made 50 cents to a dollar and one person has won and one person has lost. Whereas with Bomberman, if it's a quarter, it might take about the same amount of time if it's a good match, 
but you're making a buck off of one winner, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one thing I want to say, too, was um, I played Bomberman 64. I think that's what it was called. It was the one in the N64. Mostly because yeah. I liked the arcade game. Do you think game. it was the 64th entry? Might have been. It was up there. <laughs> but So I, I got that one, and I rented it, actually. Mostly because I liked the arcade game, and I thought, well, how could they take a 2D icon and screw it up by putting it in 3D? It worked for Mario, right? But the, the most iconic thing about Bomberman, at least when I think of Bomberman, is the plus-shaped you know, blasts from the bombs. The N64 mm-hmm. did that different. They did spherical 3D spheres explosions, and it just killed it for me. I just could not stand that game. I want to say that was a problem with, with Bomberman Jetters for the GameCube as well, but I think Jetters might have been a superior game anyways. It's not hard. <laughs> Bomberman 64 was not good. <laughs> it's like a bad Barrel 64 with really crappy bomb mechanics. Yeah, it, and it the story was just hyper cheese. It was they tried to make it super anime dramatic and it it didn't didn't really nail it at all. Yeah. But like it goes to show trying to take you can't just take any 2D game and move it to like the 3D type of environments, right? It's, it's very difficult. It was very difficult, I felt, for 2D platformers to go to 3D platformers, but, you know, obviously it did it. Did it. But Barman, something about that mechanics doesn't make sense when you have that third dimension. I agree. Unless it's like, you know, graphics. How? Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, what would have happened if they had done Game & Watch 64? It would have been horrible. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, I'm surprised there hasn't been a majorly successful successor from another company. Hmm. Because it's not like Konami is really doing the franchise justice at this point. And with the game market as it is, it seems like that would be a pretty easy niche to fill and generate buzz and make some money, you know? I'm trying to think of any online battle games. There, there really isn't. There's online co-op games like Overcooked and whatnot, but... Nothing really has that single screen arena style combat. Like it's all 3D Battle Royals now. Interesting. Yeah, it's not terribly common. Before we wrap up, I do want to mention that um I think there was a when I when I was looking up Eric and the and the floaters, it seemed like one of them was in was like first person 3D. Yes, 84. That that faux 3D. Mm-hmm. And that, I just don't understand how that was a good idea when you can only see down the hallway you're in. Well, it's also, it's just the earliest example of taking barman, I guess, and crossing streams with other genres, right? Because the That's looks true. looks like a the first person dungeon crawler, right? With the brick walls and everything. That's what I think it looked like. And uh, yeah. it's wild. <laughs> so, I mean, if you can imagine it, basically Bomberman has stuck its finger in that pie too. <laughs> Yeah, man. Anyway, this was a lot of fun. I, I think we've uh, depleted our Bomberman knowledge pool for now. You know, you say that, and that's true, but I will say I'm coming out of this episode with much more Bomberman knowledge than I had going in. Same. Yeah, and success. And here I thought I had done some research, you know, <laughs> and had some experience with the franchise. Damn, was I wrong. What a, what a bizarre and absurd kind of franchise it is, but it's super cool. And I don't know if 
the reason it's not more popular or right at the forefront of people's minds when they think of video games is because it's so diluted by having so many entries, or if it's just because it tried to stay under the radar. Either way, I'm glad it exists. It's entirely because they didn't use the superior name of Eric and the Floaters. Just think of the <laughs> brand power of Eric and the Floaters. Right, yeah. I, th I think I might have to have a weekend where I, well, maybe this weekend, I'll maybe I'll drag my kid through one of the old Bomberman games on SNES and see what he thinks of it. Oh, yeah, you got to let us know. Like, do a follow-up Discord post or, uh, you know, something for our Patreon, because anything that your kid does, I think, is, is gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, and actually, I'm going to segue real quick into that. Uh, if you like the content that you've been finding on the podcast, press me to cancel. Please know that we want you to join our Discord. We've got a lot of great discussions going there with a lot of great people. And then, of course, we have Patreon that has some very, very cool, unique content uh, specifically for Patreon, which goes beyond just discussing video games and things like that. So uh, find us, subscribe, and enjoy it because it's great stuff. Yes. Did I bring the mood down? No, you no. just professional. Okay, cool. Yes. I was in awe. <laughs> In awe. That's all I need, man. I need 45 <laughs> minutes alone with some paint fumes. And I can, I can pull off profesh. That's just how you clear the room. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. We very much appreciate you. This has been fun. I'm Werewolf. You guys know where to find me at this point. GP, where can the folks find you? Uh, well, mostly here lately. I've been trying to get back to Twitch uh, whenever possible. So yeah, otherwise just keep checking us out here at Press B to Cancel, and I will keep everybody posted as to when the return to streaming should be happening. Yeah, I feel like lately Jake has been getting in more streams than you. I know, which is great, though, because what's, he's... What's the world coming to? How sad. No, he's For wonderful. shame. No, man, the, <laughs> the world deserves more sick Jake and could probably use a little bit less GP. That's not true. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sick, Jake. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch sometimes, <laughs> apparently more than GP. Yeah. But I'm sure that's temporary. <laughs> uh, I most recently installed uh, an arcade stick mod from, uh, from Layer Shift. I can't remember the other guy's name, but it's the Odin. So I have a VOD up of that. Just check out my Twitter, S-I-C-J-A-K-E. All right. With that, I think we can call this episode a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Nice. Super bomber, man. Special thanks for music go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbtocancel.com. And also, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, and check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon. As always, thank you. This has been Press B to Cancel. Thank you.